All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Domcast episode 90. It is the 27th of December. Quite possibly, I don't know, this might be bro science, but I think it is the shortest moment of daylight. Is that true? I believe so. The winter solstice, you know, it's like, uh, anyways doesn't matter i think it's the shortest day because it got dark super early i think it was like the earliest it's gonna get dark and then it's all back to spring from here and then we'll change our clocks in march or april or whoever care i don't know time's all relative i got brian powell in the house hey happy 90th man thank you thank you you look good for 90 you know it's all smoke and mirrors baby (laughs) I'm happy to be here, finally. Yes. At long last. <laughs> we've uh, we've been wanting to do this for a while and not sure why, but <laughs> I I don't know. I've all I missed you. I always every time I run into you, I always leave a uh, positive uh it's always a positive experience for me. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the first time when you met me, I don't know how that experience was for you, but Every time I've seen you, I don't even know if I remember the first time I met you, honestly. Yeah. But I always feel like you've just always been in my life. And every time I do see you, it's always a good time and a random time. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> the first time, first time. The first time, yeah. You want me to tell you about the first time yeah, I, I remember meeting this. you? Hopefully. So we were in Austin, Texas. Okay. At least a decade ago. Okay. I want to say this was 11 years ago because I think I was like 21 ish. Okay. And we were at this house in Austin. And I don't know if I should name names, but did we they were ha- all there. Did they have like a roof they were trying to build on a patio? Because I just remember. Yeah, there was like a kiddie pool in the backyard. Yeah. Some people were in it. Was there a spiral staircase? No. No. With the kiddie pool. Okay, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, okay, uh, and I was dating so and so, and you were with so and so, and we were all drinking such and suches. And uh, I just remember me probably you, Lone Stars. I think it, I think it might have been right after you got your sorry tattoo, or oh, maybe it was liver? before. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all I remember is like meeting you, and I was just oh, these people seem pretty cool. And then there was like. When I was playing the story in my head, it was like half a bottle of whiskey. But realistically, it was probably like a third of a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. And uh, It's harder when you're young. I remember I want, it might have been a fourth, but it was like a whole handle, and it was a shit ton of whiskey. And I just remember wanting to impress like you and like everybody else because I was like, oh, these, these are party people. Like I got I to gotta be badass. And, and I chugged like this whole like probably third or a fourth of a bottle in front of everybody. And I kept my shit for, like, I most think, of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the very end of the night, like, when we got in the car, I immediately just passed the fuck out. Yeah, blackout city oh, right yeah. there. Yeah. I just fell asleep. I think I can remember you chugging a bottle of whiskey. I think, yeah. Yeah. It was weird. That stigma, though, of, like, that party people, it was, like, a certain group of people that we all hung out with. But mm-hmm. it's weird, like, when you're older, Parties you get it's, like... If if I go to a bar and let's say I just take a picture of like a beer, but I'm only there for like a beer or two mm. beers and then I leave. Oh yeah, people but, will think you're there all night. You mm-hmm. know they 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 come up with these ideas and it's like oh god, it's not even worth posting where I'm at right now. Yeah yeah. Like how was Bonehead yesterday? I don't know. I had to truly said hi to someone, <laughs> had a five minute conversation. And I left, dude. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. It cost me six bucks. Yeah. It's like when you post a picture of food, people are like, oh, he's fucking eating all night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sushi rolls to the death of me. He had 50,000 sushi rolls. Man, I could probably eat sushi forever as well. Um, Something I want to know, though, because you you are – I'll say this. When's the first time you ever felt like uh, you wanted to be funny or you made someone laugh and – what was that experience? Do you remember that first memory? I mean, I felt like I was always kind of an insecure kid. Um, you know, uh, elementary school even. Mm. I actually uh, would pee my pants a lot. Just because, like, scared? No, just because. Yeah. I don't, I think I was a late bloomer as far as controlling my fucking bladder. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, 
No, no. But it's like it's kind of like the Billy Madison scene, you know, like yeah, well, you like, have to make fun of yourself sort of to or like but yeah. um but even Only even cool kids pee their pants, you know. Even then, I mean, I had a teacher who would like protect me and be like, "Oh, you peed your pants again? All right, let's walk to the office together. Walk behind me. No one will see it." Um, that's good. That's a great teacher. No, it is. That's actually why I actually fell in love with education too. Which now in my adult life, I'm a trainer in a lot of my positions, and I help teach other people their jobs. Did that but teacher inspire you? Feel like a lot of my teachers inspired me. I've actually like, always took a wanted something to be. From everyone? Yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a teacher, like, if all else goes to shit and mm. my dreams don't come true, I'm like, well, I could always probably be a teacher. Because I feel like I have the patience and the attitude for it. But, like, I just all throughout that. school, thank you. Well, I mean, Pro- Professor Powell has a nice ring to it. It does. You have to admit, right? Yeah. It's almost like you work at Hogwarts. Yeah. Even if I'm teaching, like, elementary school, I'm like, it's Professor Powell. Yeah. <laughs> he Professor will call Powell. me Professor. I like the I like Dr. alliteration. Powell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, elementary school, middle the school, yeah, the PPs, especially middle school and, <laughs> and uh, high school. Like I, I was always, you know, the class clown. In fact, if there was like another class clown, I would like always find a way to try to like outclass clown them. I outclass clown in high school as well. Yeah. I was class clown. I think I had best hair one year. Well, thank so. God we went to different high schools. Otherwise we've been it fighting might have been a fight, dude. Yeah. To the death. Well, to the death of comedy, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, don't know. I was I was a I was always a fan of comedy and always kind of insecure because like, I guess I kind of I had friends that were jocks, friends that were uh, nerds, friends that were metalheads. So everywhere, I was kind so of you didn't everywhere. Really have, like social anxiety, really? Did you? Well, I did, but I hid that with my humor, and then also I so found you made that friends in every group because of because of humor yeah because yeah, that's the great unifier like yeah. everyone, everyone loves to laugh, to laugh right everyone wants to laugh. so i was somehow able to make friends with like every you know all the tables that sit by themselves so to speak yeah it wasn't really like that back then when where i went but like i, I kind of had fucking with my friends. click yeah click <laughs> click yeah i just had friends from everywhere and i mean there were some people that hated me sure but like i was generally pretty well liked and that was because oh like hey look watch brian like he'll do anything like he'll do anything for a laugh yeah. you know what i mean so I just kind of found that as like my way of overcoming social anxiety by just like oh like the spotlight's on me. Yeah. Um it's kind of like facing your your fear kind of thing. Like Definitely. I was always afraid of being accepted and and that was my really way of being accepted. I feel like um I have similar feelings of that especially growing up. And that's the same thing with like the party thing too. You know? Yeah, and the like party we've both thing, been the party like, animals and the the spotlight yeah, and of people the party. are like oh he'll shoot anything he'll drink anything it's the same mentality like you have the mentality of a comedian you know you just don't do stand up no bartender behind a bar well I don't bartend right now but bartenders are comedians though yeah but you're behind a bar you meet random people you gotta make them laugh you gotta make their day you gotta understand them exactly it's all therapy it's a whole yeah it's all very similar very similar I feel like I I could kindred spirits I don't think definitely (laughs) for sure but what you do it, I don't think I could get up there and do stand up, man. I could sit here and I could rant an hour. I mm-hmm. could do that. I could write an hour of just podcast material that'd be funny. But and I could play guitar in front of millions of people. Don't give a shit. Doesn't give me anxiety. Love it. But I don't think I can just get. And I do karaoke like multiple times a week. You know that's my shit. And I don't think I could get up there and do like three minutes. Without, yeah. like, tripping out, bro. I would have an anxiety attack. Well... What is, like, one of the first times you've ever been on stage doing that? I still get anxiety when I go up. And it's more anxiousness than it is, like, I guess anxiety, but it depends on, like... Um, before, I, before I get into that, I will say uh, there's this quote that always kind of stuck with me, and it, it's uh, mm. a comic uh, says funny things. A comedian says things funny. I love that. So, like, to me, like, you're a comic. Like, you, you say funny shit all the time. Yeah. You say funny things. And that's how I started, too. But then, like, being a comedian, it's, like, it's – you can't just go up there and tell a funny story or something that happened yeah. to you or something that your friend said that was funny. You have to take something and say that thing in a funny way. Yeah, I'm not and a And the timing writer. and, no. the, like, literally, like, if my timing is off one night or if I'm not feeling it or if I'm extra depressed or, like, whatever's going on, the audience fucking knows it. They can feel they, it. They sense it sense like it. blood in the water, dude. Like, yeah. like 
you have is to, that like when you start feeling like you're like I don't know. Like that's when you're starting to bomb. Oh, it's a pre. It's like before you go on stage. Preconceived. Like, like if you're not in the right mindset. Yes. And or if you're thinking about other shit, or if you change like your opening joke last minute because like oh I see an old person in the audience and I have a joke about old people. Yeah. Like I like I'm gonna change myself the last second. Yeah. And then if you go up like you're if you're just off just a little bit, your whole like your vibe or your timing, if anything's just off a little bit, it. it it just doesn't work. Man, and that's, that's the hard part. Me. It's rough, dude. Dude, that's like putting like literally every 10 seconds articulating every. It's very nerve wracking. It's, it's the highest of highs when you kill and it's the lowest of lows when you bomb. I imagine. I imagine. It's, it's, it's rough. I imagine. Definitely. And the comedy community is not like bands, like where, you know, if you play a, a decent show, they're like, Oh, good set. You know, like, you messed up that one riff, but the audience didn't notice. You know, if you get off stage, like your friends gonna be like, "Man, like that yeah. fucking sucked." Like you were great last night. What the fuck happened? Like you know, like yeah, it's you have to have thick ass skin, and you have to also like be vulnerable, you know, Definitely. and and be open to like. Well, it's one of the most vulnerable things you can do. You just yeah. getting up on the stage. It's you're just like, this you. is me, and I'm supposed to make you laugh. And I don't know about your political views, your race, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta make people laugh. That's it's like extremely. middle school and high school. You have to be that great unifier where every single person in the audience, no matter where they came from, who they were when they were in high school, whatever race, gender, yeah. political affiliation, you have to make all of them try to laugh. Yeah. You have to make the nerds laugh, the jocks laugh, the yeah. Asians. <laughs> The goths who somehow managed to show up. Yeah, and then the people that wear wolf tails and shit like that. that was all no, no, they don't go to comedy shows. <laughs> I hope not. Too many conventions. <laughs> yeah, true. Sweet or Jesus, that was a weird time. <laughs> Those furries are still so weird to me, dude. I can't. They they have come a long way, though, because in high school... No, I mean, they've they come a long way. You got dating websites. You can look yeah. up furry porn. I don't even get it. It's just people in costumes. Oh, My know. Strange Addiction. I, I haven't seen the furry one. Yeah. I'm sure they have Well, one. it's an old show, but yeah. They, they had an episode. I got to check that out. Quality and whatnot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going. I went on mm-hmm. a tangent there. Oh, that's all right. No, no. You were talking about, uh, you know, your stand-up and, like, having to be basically, you know, you got to bulletproof you gotta you want to make bulletproof material but you got to go up mm-hmm. there and if it bombs it's the lowest of low and then when you kill it's the highest of the high there's really no yeah. medium well and the hardest thing too and is doing every group like you said like every ethnicity in the crowd and back mm-hmm. in high school yeah well and that's the mm-hmm. key too is is you can't try to please everybody and yeah. The thing that a lot of first year, second year, whatever, people first starting out in comedy don't realize is that you can't uh, try to please the crowd. Oh, no. And by that, I mean you can't write jokes that you think like, oh, I think other people will find this funny. You have to write something that you think is funny and then say it in a way that is funny to you and realistically be enthusiastic about it. And they will buy your energy and they will laugh because – you are truly presenting something that you think is funny. Now, some people might yeah. not, but the easiest way, and I learned this way later, is to to exactly be vulnerable. Tell stories about yourself, true stories, true stories that are embellished. Yeah, something that might not be true, but you're the the center of the attention because then you're not making yeah. fun of anybody. No, you're making fun of yourself. Exactly, and that was one thing that they can I didn't think to that. I was going to get into, and then. I started telling stories that I was like, I would never fucking tell the story. Right. And now they're episodes. Oh yeah. When yeah. I got into the podcasting and it, I didn't necessarily want to be a comedy podcast or anything, but now it's like, there's a lot of humor in it. I just want mm-hmm. the table, the vibe of the table, obviously. Yeah. But I love to tell stories. I love making people laugh off stories. Well, a and lot I, of like a lot of weird shit has happened to me that <laughs> like for sure you can't make up. And I'm like, dude, these are true stories. I got to tell you how well, this- a lot yeah. of dramas have humor in them, and a lot yeah. of comedies have a fuck ton of drama in them. That's I mean, just true. using movies as a vague, you know, generalization. But yeah, I mean, that's that's real life. I mean, that's you can't have comedy without drama and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, because if you don't laugh, you cry. I mean, yeah. You don't mean to be a comedy podcast, but life is fucking funny. Yeah, there's some weird shit. I mean, it's, but then people, I will say things though. They go hand in hand. Sometimes I've I've done like 
on my Instagram, I like to do little bits throughout the day, like video bits. And I've done some that like I've even like done two or three times. Like, <laughs> like, okay, now I'm selling it. And then, dude, the hate you get from people. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to make you laugh. Like, I'm not being serious right now. Like, are you Dude, out of your mind? I've straight up deleted tweets because like or Facebook posts even because one person said something like, oh, like, how dare you say this or assume this about this group of people or something. And I, and I was like, OK, the intention was to be funny, but I can see how this group of people will be offended. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, fuck. And I just delete it. And the whole thing about trying to make people laugh or being funny is but like, see, you shouldn't I, have to I feel never, sorry, but I didn't delete any of my shit that made people mad. Yeah. I kept it all up there and I You're kept the videos I. up there. Cause <laughs> I was like, if you don't like it, fuck yourself. This is what it is. Hey, you listen to my podcast right now. If you hear this, fuck yourself. Hey, yeah. But I said some things, they may have been insensitive, but if people, especially the people that know me, know it's not like that. And I was right, just right. trying to make someone laugh. I said something about Christopher Columbus specifically, and I had a Native American friend really lash out to me, and we, she, I didn't want to, Mm -hmm. ended our relationship, our friendship, everything, like just out of her life completely because of something I said just to make someone, some people laugh. Right. Now we're friends again. It took a while, but Mm -hmm. she always still has that like animosity to me for it. But I almost feel like I delivered it too true. Well, and that's the thing too. You Let's see, say take one and take two. I was laughing while I was saying it, but I was like, no. What was the actual post? If you don't mind me asking, Do you it remember? was about Christopher Columbus and uh, the Native Americans, and we got to call it Thanksgiving cornucopia. It's a bunch of bullshit. I don't know. Mm. I can pull it up on Facebook later and show you. And yeah, you tell me if you think it's racist or insensitive but i don't know i say a lot of weird shit i mean we we talk about like licking out <laughs> trump's asshole to like free kids that are mexican babies in cages in mexico like would yeah. you do that i've already said the thing that's gonna ruin me dude like it's fucking yeah we pc police is here for you i guess so i don't know if y'all can hear that outside but <laughs> checking in with the rinaldi rinaldi is uh Dude, what the <laughs> fuck? We're gonna go check something out real quick. We'll be right back. And we're back with Mr. Brian Powell on Instagram at the Brian Powell and Twitter and you know PayPal and everything else. Go fund me. Uh, he's got a private Snapchat account. Um, oh wow! If you like feet, <laughs> get on his shit. Yeah, if you like Hobbit feet. I'm your man. He'll step in cakes and do all this kind of stuff for like 20 bucks. It's dope. Um, so. s- speaking of apologies real quick, I was just uh, thinking like it's crazy because now like you see more comedians apologizing for jokes on TV than ever before. Mm. And that's insane to me. Shouldn't be like that. Like when I first started comedy, I had no idea that eventually we would. I mean, I'm not I'm not shitting on PC culture. I'm not one of those comics or anything or like. But it's just crazy, like how sensitive everything's become. I don't know. Well, I st- to me, it is. I hate it. I started comedy literally because I was a fan of comedy. Like, like I said, like growing up, I was always a class clown and shit. And uh, I grew up watching Comedy Central presents. You know, like Todd Glass is one of the ones Ooh, that stuck out in my head. I love him um, from from a child. I actually ended up being able to do a show with him later on in life. That's and awesome. meeting him and talking to him for hours afterwards. We went to a karaoke bar and hung out. It was it was amazing. He's did he sing? He did sing. I can't, oh, I can't remember what he sang. What did you sing? Uh, <laughs> In front of Todd Glass. I sang uh, Gay Bar by Electric Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And this is right before his book came out, and he he publicly came out as gay, which is funny because he told me in private. But right after I got off stage and went up to him, he said, hey, shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like one of his go-to things that he says, but that's awesome though. Todd yeah. Glass is awesome. That's God, he's t- great. So this journey in comedy, like literally, when was the first time you were on stage? Maybe you killed, you bombed. What happened? So I literally. How did you get invited to it? What did you just sign up? Was it open mic? Like, I have a fairly unique story um, as far as becoming a stand-up. At least I'd like to think. Um, yeah, talk to me. Because again, Tell like me. as a fan of of, of stand-up comedy i wanted to see it more often you know i went to a few open mics you know i saw like locals performing that would later become my friends and peers and i I was at this uh 
bar one night. The Park Sports Bar doesn't exist anymore. I remember it though. Yeah, and I and I went up to the bartender there. I was pretty drunk. I was like, "Hey, you guys have like my comedy or whatever." <laughs> yeah. And they were like, "No, like, why? Do you know comedians? Like, could you book? You know, do you want to take that job?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, okay." And Ooh. so I just started my own open mic comedy night. Oh wow! With no experience as myself, so I went up as the host. And just I just started booking. Yeah. So I was just emceeing and, you know, I was like, hey, you know, we got funny people coming up. You know? And then I eventually just started developing like small jokes. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know, as the host, I should probably start writing some jokes and shit. And I just kind of started doing more and more material up front. And then after a while, after becoming friends with all the people, you know, that would come by and sign up and shit, uh, I got decent enough where people started asking me like, hey, do you want to do this open mic? Or, hey, do you want to do this show? And yeah. so I just started becoming, you know, like bigger and bigger and That's getting more awesome. into the scene. Yeah. So I kind of just like. You got yourself in, though, just with just asking something that they needed, though. Basically, Maybe they yeah. didn't even know they needed. As like a booker slash promoter. Yeah. Slash host. I, I just ended up sort of. Yeah, I guess. That's what happened. I, I, I mean, I started a uh, an open mic and then that was kind of crazy. I don't yeah. do it any longer, but it was like two and a half years of my life, at least, of just being like, hey, what do you all do here on Tuesdays? Mm-hmm. And they're like, nothing. I was like, I know people that can play music. Yeah. like That's how you do it. Can you give me a bar tab to start this off and we'll figure it out after that? And they said, yeah. Boom. And mm-hmm. then we had a pop and open mic. Yeah. Brought a lot of musicians together, a bunch of people. And then you're band the Band started off of it. Yeah. It, but I really didn't have to play. I just had to facilitate it, right, which was right. dope. Yeah, and then comics were coming to me like, hey, is there any more space on the list? Can I get on? You know, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like I'm doing favors for them, and then like, oh, they're doing favors for me, and then like, well, I'll put you on this. you know. And I just sort of kind of almost like mob mentality. like I just kind of like affiliated with the mob now. But like, in these kind of like um, scenarios, though, it is that. There's got to be a lot of trust in it. There's mm-hmm. money involved. It's your time. It's your night's. Uh, you have to do that because you have to know who you can trust in this kind of industry, right. entertainment industry in general. Well, not at first. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But you gained you know? trust and you built a foundation. Right, right. But yeah, over time, I was like, oh shit, okay, this person causes drama with the other guys. You, you kind of start learning things. Yeah. And then so I there's a lot of comics out there who've never ran an open mic. They've never booked a showcase or never ran shows. I ran shows for a long time at different so that's you know, great though. That's retail in your breweries. arsenal. Like, like Yeah. So like I know sort of the politics behind booking comedy as well as performing it. So I you know it's it's different than just like going up and saying like, Hey, where can I perform tonight? Or like, hey, who's mm-hmm. booking what? Because I kinda have like both sides, the business as well as the performer's side. So it's it's good and bad, I feel like. And do you feel like in uh, San Antonio, the comedy scene, I feel like has been growing. And I think you're one reason, definitely, definitely one reason why it oh, is growing. And I yeah. um, I mean, super blessed yeah. to be chilling with you right now talking about this because I've always loved comedy. And I would have to go to LOL or something and I would go to open mics. And it was cool, man. It was fun. And I loved it. But it wasn't a big comic town. Yeah, it's like like New Orleans. It's not a comedy city. Right. San Antonio wasn't a comedy city, but I feel like now it is. It kind of fits our niche of like we have low rent and low, you know, we get paid well for where we're at. We can afford to go out and drink and entertain. Most people in San Antonio, all they want to do is just eat and drink. You throw in live music or comedy. It's perfect. Well, and. New Orleans is up and coming as far as comedy. They have a new movement theater there, um, which good. originated in Austin. But um, yeah, Nola's is they have some good good they have a good scene there. But yeah, no, I mean we we used to have just the clubs and that was it. You know, two drink minimums. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy food, all that bullshit. Like now, there's so many showcases where you can go for free. You know, uh, there's every I want to say it's for Saturdays at uh, Free Tail Brewery. You know, and nice. you can see headliners from all different cities and shit. You know, for free. That's amazing. You, know, you can drink if you want to. It's it's a brewery, you know, but there's no And tonight there's not there's there's I'm I'm gonna follow you to this benefit tonight, and this is amazing too. The comic community, y'all put this together? Yeah, yeah. I mean anytime there's a you know, a tragedy or, you know, family emergencies or whatever, 
um, we're, we're always looking out for each other. And the Blind Tiger Comedy Club, I want to give a huge shout-out to them. They helped me to actually uh, become the comic I am now. Um, and, yeah, we're always doing benefit shows, fundraisers, stuff like that. But, yeah, it's located in the basement of the Magic Time Machine. If you've never been there, there's a free show every single Friday. Every At midnight, single Friday. there's a free show and every single Friday at 10 o'clock, there's a, there's a different show. There's a variety showcase or whatever. And every first Friday, me and my friend Chris Breckel uh, host our own show there at 10 o'clock. Nice. What is, what is your show called? Uh, it's called Economy Comedy. Very nice. Um, which is very hard to say, especially after a couple drinks. Yeah. And um, I believe the, the, <laughs> the, the premise is you just donate what you can to get it. It's a pay what you want show. And all yeah. the all the money goes towards the actual comics that perform, not me or, or, or Chris as the hosts. Um, we also do raffles, so we give away raffle tickets for local companies, tattoo places. You can win free shit, yeah, from local sponsors. Awesome, yeah. Blind but yeah, Tiger's that's that's cool. the kind of show I want to do. You know, I'm sick of seeing you have to pay twenty bucks to go see this fucking comic. You know, and that's also why the Blind Tiger is great because after they perform at LOL or wherever. A lot of times, you know, the feature or the host will get them They'll to drop, drop in, in for free. Yeah. Like Hannibal Burris has been there, Anthony Jeselnik's been there, Todd Glass. I like Jeselnik. Um, dude, so yeah. many great fucking. Uh, um, I, I want to say Bill Burr, but I don't actually think he. I don't know. I think he did. Uh, I'm Rick sure. Voss. So many people have just dropped in there. It's amazing. I got to say this, though. Dave Chappelle is the shit in real life, just so you know. He stayed at. He is the, the shit or isn't shit? No, he is the oh, shit. Oh, he is the shit, yeah. In real life. And uh, at the Whataburger at the Pro that I work at, when he stayed there and mm-hmm. he did his shows, man of the people, dude. Oh, for sure. Like, going, he just went down St. Mary's, started, walked in El Bujo, bought tequila, hung out. He was yeah. chilling in Stern, Sternworth at the Whataburger at the Pro that I work at. Just... Well, wanted to say what's up to every he was so naturally curious about everything around him yeah every person around him if a waitress walked by male or female waiter whatever the fuck he would just be like hey so what's your what's your name and be like, how's your day going just such an, and that's so beautiful to see and i know some comics they're very socially awkward and they're oh yeah, they're, yeah. but Chappelle was one that i uh I was almost just like in um celebrity aspect, like you meet someone, you're like, oh, damn, they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. And then sometimes you stop supporting their art. Yeah. Sometimes not, because maybe they're that great, but... No, there's times that if they're assholes, I'm just like, ah, I don't know, man. Back like, when I was in bands, I would play for bands, like open for bands that I really liked. If they were fucking shitheads, I was like, dude, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not buying any other shit ever again, like... Fuck them, you know. Yeah. There's no reason to be like that, you know. Especially Can't when be a fan of these people like came that. to this show to see you. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you act like shit? Treat your opening bands like shit. Not say hi to the fans afterwards and just fuck off and leave. Like, and the comedy scene here is kind of like that. Like, I don't know if more places should be like that or not. I mean, you, there is an argument for separating the art from the artist for sure. But if somebody's an asshole to me, especially in comedy, like it's not like you're behind a full band, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just you. That's your personality. Like if you're a shitty person, I don't want to work with you again. That's just I don't even want to yeah. pay to see you again, you know? That's just life in general, I feel like. Those are those those that's where it comes in where business in every aspect, you don't want to work with shitty people. Like, well, and that's why the movie industry and comedy are similar too, because you hear about actors who don't get work anymore because they're so difficult to work with. Yeah. Same thing with comedy, dude. Like you well, can be the funniest motherfucker like, you can in be the room. The best wide receiver, but you're horrible in the locker room and everyone hates you. Yeah. Like, well, but they still get million. I mean, they. Well, they get traded, or and then they lose. Well, that's job true. Yeah. And, or they get. Yeah. No one wants them. With comedy, it's like dude, you can be the funniest motherfucker in the room, but if you're an asshole to everybody in the room at the same time, you're not going to be booked in that room anymore. You know. So, so that's why a lot it, of unfunny people also get a lot of work because yeah. they're fun to work with. They're agreeable. I mean, again, it's not black and white like that, but oh, it can be uh, definitely. I feel like it. You can be a business person or not about it. Speaking of though, uh, San Antonio and Chappelle going around, I saw a tweet from Cher recently. My girlfriend actually showed it to me. Oh yeah. About the water at the Pearl. Yeah, yeah. She said the Pearl was like the, 
coolest place she's ever fucking been to in, the in entire her life. world. And yeah, I thought that was just amazing. That's a huge shout out to our city. Our uh, yeah, our hotel is a five diamond. There's only three five diamond hotels in Texas. We're top ten in the U.S. and top sixty in the world. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. Fucking share. But have you ever seen these suites and stuff in this Whataburger at the Pearl I work at? Next level. Yeah. She stayed up in the top suite. She always she got room service the whole time. But she has a. Do you want to talk about a crew? Yeah. And an entourage. Like she has a doctor, her makeup person, her. She has it, a doctor with her at all times. Oh yeah. That's well, she's like, old too. That's like some smoking aces shit. Yeah. <laughs> but there's she's a little movie. She's a little thing. Yeah, I love it. It's a good movie. Good movie. Good film. But not nah, she Alicia just... Keys. Oh my god. Ooh. Can we take a second? I keep on falling in and out of love with you. I never lost a one when I Love you. <laughs> anyway, yes. sorry about that. No, don't be sorry about that. It was amazing. On that note, alcohol. Yeah, drinking, <laughs> drinking and driving. That's bad. So, one of the I hadn't seen Brian in a while. I hadn't seen Brian in a since a that minute. fucking probably since that liquor chug. Uh, maybe, possibly. I don't know. I felt like I've always ran into you other times, but maybe. One of us was too drunk to remember it, and the other one was, or wasn't, Probably. vice versa. Yeah. Uh, but we both went through, y'all all know, because if you listen to the podcast, you've been listening since day one of probation. So y'all know, I fought a DWI, lost, got mm-hmm. a year of probation. And then uh, Mr. Brian Powell, I don't know how his trial or all that went, but it's a <sighs> random Tuesday I'll tell you. in the mm-hmm. middle of the... Middle of what? I don't even remember. It was like June or some shit like uh, that. June yeah. or July. It was right before my birthday. It was right after so, yeah, one of mine. it was mine. like June-ish, yeah. So it was like middle of June. I get sent to a... I get convicted. Finally, after two and a half years, or no, God, probably even longer of fighting it. And then um, yeah, almost three years of fighting it. And then... I show up to this little probation office <laughs> on a two o'clock in the afternoon, and I sit down and, and I'm like, "Who I, do you see?" But Emilio Estevez, Emilio Estevez, the, the man. man himself. Swear to God. Yep, Mr. Brian Powell was there. Yeah, and uh, it almost reconnected. It did reconnect us in a yeah. weird way. I was eyeballing you the whole time. I was like, "Fuck." Is he ever going to acknowledge me, or are we both too fucking depressed to admit that we're both here? I, I kept looking at you, too, but then I was also like thinking about my life so yeah. much at that moment. It was like, rough. That was one Same. of the um, <laughs> most enlightening days oh. of my life. Yeah, I, I fought mine, too, for so long. Well, and first of all, the pretrial process took at least a year, year and a half. And then my lawyers were like, well... Based on your blood alcohol level, which is almost three times the legal limit, um, it's not looking good. But your cop cam video, you're very polite. You're very yes sir, no sir. You know, you're uh, you know we could fight it because someone with that level should be like blackout drunk, like falling over. And uh, she said, "I got them good genes, right? Come from drinking people." And I wasn't like, "Well, you know, my tolerance might be an alcoholic." Um, but so we ended up taking it to trial and it got pushed back once. And then the cop didn't show up once, which is usually should be a dismissal. Thank you. Yes, it should be. And, but my lawyers told me that I had the worst judge for DWIs and that she like despises them. I won't say her name. Okay. But, uh, I really want to, but so she, she, uh, the cop, the resting officer didn't show up and she, so she, uh, pushed for a, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Deferred adjudication? No, no, no. They they wanted to do a, a re, or a, like they were a rescheduling re- it, basically. She pushed for a, continu- not a continuance, but. So, okay. Goddamn, so anyway. So they were like, yeah, we're going to. She was after you. We're going to give them one more chance to show up, the cop. Yeah. And at that point, I had already, like, maxed out all my days off I could have, like, without losing my job. Like, I spent the whole night in jail, you know, like, them not hearing from me. Like, I was just lucky to still have a job at that point. 
And I was like, look, I can't, you know, postpone this anymore. And they were like, all right, so we're going to take the fucking plea. After all this time of fighting and almost getting away with it, I took it, and it was 14 months probation and an interlock 14. on my car for See, seven I, months. I had six months interlock, which ended up being the whole year interlock. Really? Yeah. Me too. But I was done at a year. So I was 14 months with half, so yeah, seven months interlock. And one night, I uh, I drank so much the night before. Oh, yeah. You blew, blew into it, and it was like a point zero. Yeah. So I, I, I set it. mine off multiple times because I come home, I have drink some wine, maybe a whole bottle, finish mm-hmm. it off with a beer or two, sleep, get in my car at 3 p.m. the next day, blew into it, bam, 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 yeah. warning. And, and it's you like, thought you were good? Yeah. No, it sticks in your stomach, man. Yeah, it's bad. I've become so familiar with the BAU chart. Like, I almost want to fucking print one and laminate it from my wallet. But, like, I would actually calculate. Like, oh, yeah. on nights that I would drink, I'd be like, okay, I, I can have three more in this hour and yeah. still be good. And I then remember that. calculate, okay, minus .015 for every hour you don't drink. Okay, by 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, I should be good. Mm-hmm. I had that shit down to a science, and it was disgusting, like, how much, like, I couldn't just... It was the love of the alcohol. <sighs> it was bad, man. But, yeah, one morning I, I drank so much the night before that I woke up that I was so fucking drunk, I thought I was sober. Cause I felt good. I yeah. didn't feel hungover. I was like, I don't even feel buzzed. Like what? I was so fucking drunk. I blew into my breathalyzer, and it went off. And uh, <laughs> my probation officer, when I saw him next, was like, "Yeah, normally uh, we just give like a two month um, extension, but the judge said you blew so fucking high that you're gonna have to have for all fourteen months." And I was like, "Fuck." Okay. So I had I had a year and two months of my life with a fucking breathalyzer in my car, and that was not. Fun. I had mine long because uh, because of I had a shampoo. One, I <laughs> one dabble do you? Well, one one was I was learning like damn like okay I can't drink at night like this I can have maybe yeah. four beers go to sleep or like two glasses of wine and I'll mm-hmm. be good in the morning, but. There was one that I, I still get so pissed to this day. We had a champagne dinner at the Whataburger at the Pearl I was at, and it was a tasting. And I was just, dude, I was just swirling and spitting. And it was champ- great, great champagne tasting. Swirling and spitting. Sober mm. as all hell. You say you're a spitter, but I know you're a swallower, baby. Uh, you know. You swallowed a little bit of that. Come on. You read my grind. <laughs> you had to have had a little bit. See my Tinder profile. Um, <laughs> Just having it in your mouth can't set it off. Can uh, it? it did. I don't know. I really? t- I did like five champagne tastings at the end of the night, but I spit all of them and didn't think of anything of it. Not a single thing. Going to my car. Whoop de doop de doop de doop. Going yeah. in there and then blow. Bump bump bump. Shuts my car off and I'm like, I'm not gonna blow again. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, just having it in your mouth. The yeast, it picks up yeast. The ones I had. Because it's supposed to detect your blood alcohol level. But I guess if you just have like. A lot in your mouth, just sitting. Well, because they say, you know, even don't use mouthwash with alcohol in the morning. Because that'll set it off. Don't use like 13, 14% wines and swish your mouth with them. (laughs) And do five of them and then think you can blow into breathalyzer sober. Yeah. But, um. Wow. When was the first time you ever drank? What was the first, well, not drank, but what was the first time we ever got drunk? So, both of those were actually the same year, because I was a fuddy-duddy. Um, I didn't drink till I was 18. I didn't, yeah, I didn't drink till... I went to college, and then I, I kind of went wild, because I lived with my parents forever, and was a good old boy. Um, minus being he a class clown. a good old boy! <laughs> yeah. Minus getting in trouble with friends, and, you know, yeah. running with the wrong Hood crowd for a little while, shit. but, yeah. It's fun to do bad things with your friends. Um, but yeah, I, I started off, you know, like most pussies with uh, Smirnoff Ice. Oh, yeah. And, you know, because beer was gross and all that <laughs> shit. Um, but the first time I ever got drunk was, uh, well, two stories. So first time I ever thought I was drunk, I had like five Coors Lights. Okay. I was, I was buzzed. I was pretty... Probably heavily yeah. buzzed. I thought that was like what being wasted was. Oh. And then I think maybe a couple of days later, like a week later at the same house, I went to a party there again. 
And I was like, well, beer's fine. Cool. Like, I'll just take like five shots back to back instead of five. Yeah. And then like an hour later, I remember rolling under the table um, with some guy I didn't know, just like laughing. And like everyone else was like laughing in video. (laughs) And then I woke up the next next memory is just me in the morning in front of the bathroom with a towel over me. So my whole night was just gone like that. And I was like, okay, that's what being fucking drunk is. Yeah, that's what's yeah, black. And then I learned the difference between beer and liquor real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, liquor is fun in small amounts. I can't I don't have the capacity. Like I told you earlier when you came over, I was like, I don't keep liquor in the house. I don't. I have all the accoutrements to drink liquor. Right, right. I just uh I don't do it. I don't keep it. I know myself enough not to do it. Right, right. But there's also part of me that like I love booze so much it's like I could never think of a day where like I'm not gonna have a glass of wine with dinner or a beer watching a football game. If like, you just tuned just, in, you're listening to the booze cast. The booze cast. <laughs> uh, brought to you by Lone Star, Lone Star Light, Paps Blue Ribbon, and the Pearl Beer. It's all one company now. Oh, speaking of so so back to my cop cam video. Um, this is hilarious to me. <laughs> Talk to me. When my when the cop asked me like where I was coming from, where I was going to, blah blah. blah have you had anything to drink tonight? What I told him was couple IPAs. God. And he Good goes. Start. And he goes. Oh, IPAs, huh? Aren't those uh, aren't those like stronger than normal beers? <laughs> Quote unquote normal beers. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, it depends on the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm like literally tasting. I'm literally and shit. yeah. I'm like some are like you know like four point five, but then you have like Hoppadillos, which are like you know six point seven percent. You know, long story short, don't beer splain to the cops. No, definitely, but because that's what like, fucked want, me. He was probably like, I want, I want to hear this. But then he's gonna get a Hoppadillo <laughs> the second it clocks out. I fucking beer splained to the fucking cop. But then the funny thing is later, um, I found out because my lawyer told me. She was like, oh, yeah, the, the state prosecution refers to you as IPA Brian. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Because that's your, my video. That's your name, dude. That's your outlaw name. IPA Brian was what the fucking state You know, of like Texas people like in Tombstone me shit, as. they had like the, you, it was Wild Mikey Red Band or yeah. some shit like that. Dude. Tommy Two Fingers. Yeah. IPA Brian's you're, coming through the saloon. You're IPA Brian. Dude, I, that was, that made me laugh so fucking hard, but like also. I was just like, oh, fuck. There's that, no way I'm getting away with this. That was the most expensive <laughs> laugh you've ever had, dude. Dude. God damn. Like, think 10 about that. Plus, no, over 10,000. It was about 10,000 for me. Yeah. It was it was a lot. And then I had to get a new car. Because I wrecked mine. I didn't get pulled dude, over. Dude, I got pulled over less than five minutes from my house. Oh, and I that drove. Was less than five minutes from mine. I drove I all the way the downtown. Damn median. I didn't even hit shit. I didn't hurt nobody. I didn't even hurt my car. I was so mad, but yeah, they got me. And this is a nice lesson for y'all listening. Um, please don't drink and drive. No, Uber. Uber is and so if you, cheap. If you do drink and drive, know your BAU chart and know your limits. Just know this also. like Condoms are so much cheaper than a kid. And an <laughs> Uber is so much cheaper than a DWI. Okay? Yeah. Think about those two things, because if you have a DWI and a kid, life's going to suck hard. And if you're feeling really crazy, fill a condom up with alcohol <laughs> and shoot oh. that shit. Oh. <laughs> that's a hitter. That's straight into that. That's a tryptophan. Yeah. Make sure yeah. it's the non-spermicide. Uh, really? I mean, I don't know. That might fuck up your insides. I don't know what spermicide is. I don't know either. I know it kills sperm, so it probably can't be good for your stomach lining. I wouldn't imagine, but if you're shoving shit up your ass and stuff anyways, who gives a fuck? No, I'm saying drink it out of the condom, not shove the... What do you think? I thought you were talking about putting it, fill it up, put the condom, wrap it, put it in your ass, get that fucking straight hitter. Oh, and then just just clinch so hard that it pops inside you? Do you do your (laughs) Kegels or not, dude? (laughs) I do my male Kegels. I'm trying to get my fucking Gooch strong. Damn, Gooch strong, 2020. <laughs> yeah. That's like a platform right there. It can be. That's a pull. Sometimes you can use one. It's good. Oh man. 
So Speaking of politics, didn't you want to ask me something? I don't know. You wouldn't get into <laughs> politics, but I was just saying, like, I think it's just bullshit and crazy that obviously he deserves the impeachment title for the shit he's done. But he runs the Senate. If the mm-hmm. Democrats were smart enough at all, they wouldn't have done this because they know they ran the Senate unless they know there's three Republicans that will vote against it, right? So why the fuck would you put him on a bigger pedestal than he already is on? Do you know what I'm saying? I literally, this is not related at all, but it is. But I was just looking at your wall of, of notes right here, oh, yeah. and I just saw where you you or somebody wrote out Epstein was murdered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, but no, like, here's the thing. I, I don't want to. Well, uh, well, when people come over and they take notes or whatnot, and they oh, these them, are all from like random like guests. Guests. Oh yeah. shit. Okay, so cool. They're all just random guests. Oh, well, I should write or draw you something. I have others. I'm going to put them up. Weird okay. ones. This was during the claw cast. No law is a clause. Oh yeah. I don't even remember who. I've been dreaming of a white oh. claw. Yes. <laughs> like the trulys I used to know. But yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't get political, especially not in my comedy. But like, I don't. Um, well, I think that's good. I hate when people get too political in the comedy, though. I feel like no matter what, when, when is the last fucking time a president did not serve two terms? That's a good. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was before we were alive. That's yeah. for damn sure. Yeah. I I no matter what, he's gonna win again. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't. And I'm like a libertarian and I hate the government in general. And the two-party system. And, yeah, I hate yeah, the two-party system. Bullshit. I hate so, Congress doesn't have life terms on them. So this is happening Yeah, that though. too. But when I talk to people and they, they're trying to like convert me and convince me of this and they call the Senate and write a letter. I'm Here's like, that's not going to do no, anything. No. I will this say this. This thing has been laid I, out. I love the optimism. I love the fucking optimism of those that think they can make a difference. They're passionate enough that and, they and can make a change. I'm probably going to piss people off with this, but like, I love the fact that you think you're going to change the system that's been in place since the dawn of yep. fucking America. But it's, it, I mean, until, July, until a fucking revolution happens or a fucking revolt or World War Three, none of that. Nope. It, none of that shit's going to change, and nope. so I can't. Help but be a little apathetic. Change with the weather. I'm not going to vote for him. Just to be a politician. I'll vote for whoever else is running, but but he's going to win again, and mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. And I'm sorry, like that's that's how I feel. And I'm sorry. I mean, I wish I didn't feel that way, but no. But that's just the reality of it now. Right. It, it happened with and Obama. I felt that it happened. It happens to our generation. Yeah. It's just, but nothing. No really, incumbent really, has ever lost. No in like. 50, 60, I, I used to know the last one because I talked about this with somebody before, but it's been like 60 something years. Oh, you're since about, but you're not talking about like presidents who got their fucking bro- like brains blown out. Like No, well, yeah. JFK. I mean, some, yeah. He didn't get two toes. <laughs> <laughs> he got two bullets. He got two fucking One bullets. magic and one <laughs> regular. <laughs> brains all over Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, well, was it one magic bullet or was it three bullets? Or was it? Nobody knows. No one knows, and uh, all we know is <laughs> that shit happened just like the spaceship blown up on TV and uh, 9-11 and just that kooky stuff, man. Kooky stuff. So I'm glad we agree on politics. <laughs> yeah. I think we have uh, pretty much the same viewpoint on this. It matters, but it does not. No, there's not nothing we can do. That's well, the shit that pissed me off too. If I watch, that's why I don't. I hate cable. When yeah. I watch a commercial and I see some shit like, oh, <laughs> send two dollars some kid in fucking Africa. Really, dude? I'm gonna give you two bucks. How's it gonna split down? That kid's gonna get one cent by the time he gets to Africa. What yeah. are you doing over here, dude? Well, and how much did it? What are you stuffing your purse with? How much did you pay for the fucking film crew? To fly their tickets, their fucking fat ass planes out there, yeah, and, and the, the production crew, and the lighting the flies off the baby's eyes. The, <laughs> no, I think you know? they want the flies there. For no, they, they don't want too many. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not palatable. They'll allow a couple flies to come in. No, they want a couple. It's yeah, no, it's 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 sad. Our whole 
I mean, I'm a consumer. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I buy dumb, oh, frivolous we're shit all the time. We're, we're consumers. We're born to be consumers. We all are. I don't know. That that that, that could be a whole podcast series in and of itself. Yeah, that's a whole God, And I think there are some. But Jesus Christ, yeah. It's a sad thought. But also, yeah, fuck cable. So, I have a I just got Disney Plus. And I love it. Oh, you balling out on that shit. No, nah, it was free. Uh-uh. Friends login. Yeah. Nice. I did that with my Netflix, and then I had to delete my Netflix and redo it. I think it got out to too many people. Mm, yeah. Everyone starts sharing the code. Yeah, I don't know what the limit is on all these things now, but... But I, I had a I will... Cyber Monday deal on Hulu, so I got it for now one ninety nine a month for the next year. Oh, shit. Yeah. Did, did you have to be like a new user for that? It, no, I was an old user, and then I stopped using... And now they're like, hey, we'll hook oh, you up at damn. a cheaper price because we want you to be a user again. Kind of like most drug dealers. Right, yeah. So, he <laughs> said, <laughs> my man, you got a, a store by a gas station? You know what you should do? You should unplug the drug. Unplug the drug? Yeah, fuck TV. I do. You ever see those stickers? Remember that movement? The no. TV's bad for you, unplug the drug? No. Oh, dude, that was like a it's thing. Like a, and it sounds super '90s. No, it was. Well, it was not '90s, but like, um, yeah, like in high school and shit, and no. like even after, like post high school, don't be like any of that. Unplug, unplug the, the drug. drug. TV sucks, and I'm just like, dude, no. don't. Like, what about? There's good shit, but I mean, I don't know. You tell me you don't like movies. About, yeah. like, anti-disestablishmentarianism or whatever the fuck big word you just learned. You fucking wannabe anarchist. Fuck you. Yeah. No, I like that. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I just think... I mean, yeah, too much TV is a bad thing. But, like, TV, media, social media, especially the world in which we're living now. And, and you know, I mean, we grew up in this time. We are living in this time. It's, it's not going to stop. And movies... I love movies. Yeah. I want to write movies. Like yeah. I want like that's You've that's done the world writing I live and directing. in. Yeah, yeah. Actually one of my uh one of uh your invited TV's um short films in route um actually won a uh an audience award for best comedic dark film. That's amazing. Or best best dark so comedy. Yeah. Everyone that's uh listening right now look up your invited TV at your invited TV on Instagram and search it on Facebook. Check it out. They have yeah. YouTube series videos. It's great. You could see Brian. <laughs> your skits are hilarious. The, the hot tub shit. The one. The, oh, yeah. the, my little. Oh, the avocado soldiers. So <laughs> if you want to know what avocado soldiers mean, uh, go look it up. Go look up your invited TV. Check it out. Yeah, youtube.com slash your invited TV. Or, yeah, just Facebook search your invited TV. Those are our two biggest. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll post all of our shit on both of those. But. I'm an Instagram whore, though, so I got you on that one as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah no, we uh, we work with. The reason I called it your invited is because I literally didn't want to exclude anybody. Like, it started off just me and uh, my friend Scott and. Um, Newman? Scott Newman, yeah. Very good guy. And he films like all of Chris. Shout Comedy's. out Press Coffee as well. Yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah, Press Coffee. Yeah. Um, good, good, good beans. He shoots all of Chris Condi's music videos. Who's fucking blowing up? Um, yeah, me and him like started this YouTube channel, and then over time, like we've gotten people like uh, Tanvir Aurora, who's a local stand-up. He submitted us a script. We shot and filmed it. Nice. Um, a bunch of our friends started just like sending us shit, and we're just like, fuck yeah, dude, like. I called it You're Invited because I wanted it to be a community of San Antonio mm -hmm. creatives. We don't just do comedy skits. We do short films. We do music videos. We do anything and everything. If you have an idea and you want us to film it or, or like you don't have the means, you don't have cameras, you don't have an editor, whatever, uh, dude, fucking hit us up. Like that's that's what we're all about. We're all about community. You Our, know what? What's crazy is this now is coming into fruition. It's working. You're doing it. It's the same logic as when you didn't feel accepted, but being funny, you had every group. Right. Now you have all these people coming to you with different ideas, and now all the groups are coming to you. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. It's right. beautiful. Our uh, our main sort of motto, um, which actually Scott um, did a music video and uh, a rap song collaboration with Chris Condi and Wayne Holtz, uh, is 
Our main motto is uh, leveling Holt. Shout out. Go local, grow global, and that's kind of our main thing. Oh, I like it's like that. if one of us succeeds, like all of us succeed. Yeah. Like pull each Everyone's other. Everyone's gonna eat at the table. Yeah, and so yeah, that, I mean that's what your invited TV is all about, which uh, is is something I'm passionate about. But you know, it's also tough with just life going on and everybody having their own shit. You know, yeah. but but it's definitely my passion project. It's definitely um, hard to get people's schedules together. Especially at this age and even for this podcast, time. fuck. Yeah, I know it took <laughs> I don't know how many months, but we're here now. Yeah, hell yeah. Glad I did. To be here. I did like uh, cured the other night, but I also was frustrated, dude. Yeah. So we were at cured. So Brian and I went to a place. <laughs> it's a meat. It, it, it's a meat and it's a chicottery, chicottery, chicottery. It's it's a meat and cheese board place, wine, all this down at the Waterburger. At the Pearl. And it was supposed to be a uh, precursor to our, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it didn't end up like that. Uh, Papa Dom Caesar over here got a little too uh, juicy. Well, to be fair, though, it was... I bought a bottle of rosé! It was scheduled on the same night that his friend had a birthday. So instead of me... Instead of that crashing mm. my podcast, I feel like I was crashing... His friend's birthday thing, but we both had a good time. But so. you know, it was awesome. They added an extra chair with just for good reason because great service there. Nothing against it. Uh, I just didn't like the fact that you're known for making meat and cheese boards, right? That's your shit, right? That's what I you guess. specialize in, right? So I come in there as the consumer, and right, and I know about this industry. <laughs> I'm in this industry, right? Yeah. You so can't I, just so, have fucking so I come in there. snakes and sparklers. It's about what the consumer wants. They want black cats and they want a little baby Jesus. <laughs> and so they want I upside down look, crosses. And I'm looking for like signature boards. They don't have any signature boards. It's a build your own board. And it's like you could do a six-piece, an eight-piece, a ten-piece. I go, what? In my head, even though service is amazing, yeah. in my head I go, why the fuck am I spending this much money to make my own food in your restaurant? This isn't fucking Chipotle or Subway. Mm. I'm spending good money here. There's yeah. white linen cloth on this bitch. We're using like knives made in France, and you want me to put together the shit that you have behind the kitchen doors no mm. tell nope. me what's good what's your signatures give me something and then i'll buy it right then she's like well, what would you like on it and i'm like oh there's a list of 30 something things and i'm like i don't even know what half of this shit is this is your ingredients yeah she's like for me. she was like well we've got the cold cut trio we've got <laughs> the meatball marinara <laughs> we've got the, <laughs> the club deluxe <laughs> yeah <laughs> the italian nightclub my yeah. favorite name for a sandwich, I think it's Jimmy John's. The Jimmy Ita- John's is great. Number nine, the Italian nightclub. <laughs> Some people complain about Jimmy John's because they say the bread's too hard, but I don't... You can get half bread. They scoop it out. It's weird. I didn't even know that. I'm going to do that next time. That's an option. But I but I, I enjoy it. I like them and I like Witch Witch a lot. Ooh, Witch Witch. I like um, the fact that you can just take the fucking bag. You don't really have to fuck with anybody. Nope. Just you just write the shit and be you like, want. This is what I want. And, and you just you know how to do boom. It. And then they yep. give it to you and you pay and you don't have to fucking fuck but with anybody. even at that, they have a board of 30 other sandwiches. Right. This place costs more than <laughs> fucking 100 Witch Witches. Yeah. And uh, we had to make our own meals. Get out of here. That's a, I'm sorry. That's just my only complaint. I had to say <laughs> but yes, Brian and I had a great time down at the Waterburger at the Pearl the other night. And uh, yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, and got a little uh, crazy with the blue box. But anyways, um, we're gonna go to a comedy benefit, and then Brian might go do a little bit of stand up at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club. Ooh. Ooh. And no, by the time they hear this, so this night's already gonna be over. I'm gonna post this tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. Well, hey, for those that didn't attend, yeah, just uh, just check out the Blind Tiger Comedy Club on Facebook, uh, Twitter, all the social media, and definitely check it out every Friday night. It's in the basement of the Magic Time Machine. The so if you've never been, time fucking machine. check it out. Ten o'clock or midnight. It's always free and for a good cause. Um, 
Yeah. And yeah, follow Your Invited TV. To a lesser extent, check me out at the Brian Powell on everything. Yes, most definitely at the Brian Powell. People need to just get it's it's fun, man. You're a good purse. I think people need to like meet you. Get you know your Instagram. You are very interactive with it, and you take pictures, and it's great. So get to know this guy. He's a good person, good friend. We're I gonna have a good night. And uh, he is drinking right now. He's drinking water, but that's all right. You want to make a cheers? A little. I'm gonna make a toast. Okay, yeah. I like to end some of my episodes. I've got a little like bit that. left in this guy right here. Okay, all right, all right. This is to the birds. We do this. It's kind of a traditional toast that oh, we okay. do Shit. here on that. Domcast. So nice. we're gonna cheers to the birds, okay. uh, to the ravens that bring the bad babies, to the storks that bring the good babies, okay, and to the swallows that bring no babies. Ah, cheers to the birds. I love that. Glad to have you on, brother. <laughs> And to the pigeons that sit outside my goddamn <laughs> fucking door every morning, my bedroom window, and go, doo, 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 doo. shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers. <laughs>